It is Wednesday, August 28th, and this is The Rally. Hey, everybody. Adam Giardino with you in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre. We've got six games to go in the regular season. They've got a one-game lead over Syracuse thanks to winning yesterday's game in Pawtucket and Syracuse falling at home to Lehigh Valley. We're going to jump right into the highlights. And yesterday for Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, it was... All them. They won 4 nothing. The pitching was dominant. Michael King got the start before family and friends. He grew up in Warwick, Rhode Island, which is a stone's throw from McCoy Stadium in Pawtucket. He attended Bishop Hendrickson High School, which is a powerhouse sports program in Rhode Island, and then went on to play collegiately at Boston College. So this was homecoming through and through for Michael King, and he was outstanding. He didn't allow a hit until there were two outs in the fifth inning, and for King, he wound up going six innings, three hits, six strikeouts before turning it over to the bullpen. And the bullpen helped convert what was the sixth shutout of the year for Scranton Wilkes-Barre. Jonathan Lewiska went the seventh in the eighth inning. Two innings, no hits, no runs, no walks, six up, six down, and three of them were strikeouts. And then J.P. Fireisen went one, two, three in the ninth inning, striking out one. J.P. didn't get the save because the Rail Riders had a 4 nothing lead. How did they get there? Good question. The first inning featured a leadoff double by Luke Voigt. He belted it to the right field gap and was able to leg out a double ahead of the incoming throw from Rusne Castillo. And two batters later, Bravik Valera came up. The 2-1 home to Valera. Line drive left center field. That'll split the gap and run. Bravik on his way to second. Here comes the throw to second. Voigt scores. It's a sliding double for Bravik Valera, and the Rail Riders have a one to nothing lead. So one nothing Scranton Wilkes-Barre, and we fast forward into the third inning when Gosuke Kato grounded out, but Luke Voigt doubled again. Clint Frazier singled to right field, putting runners at first and third, and with two outs following a strikeout, Kyle Higashioka singled home Voigt. So to this point, three innings in the books, Luke Voigt is two for two with two doubles and two runs scored. The Rail Riders lead to nothing. That score would remain the same all the way into the ninth, and Gosuke Kato reached in the ninth inning beginning what could be a rally. The man on deck and then at the plate was Luke Voigt. And at this point in the broadcast, we were speculating what the Rail Riders would do with Voigt if he would single, given that he's already played eight innings in the field on rehab for Scranton Wilkes-Barre. You could bring Ryan McBroom in from the outfield to play first base. You've got Billy Burns or Terrence Gore to move into center field. Yeah. Or you could jog around the bases. That would also be helpful. Here's the 0-1 to Voigt. High into the air towards center field. On the way back, Cole Sturgeon to the warning track. Wall, it's out of here. Two-run blast for Luke Voigt, and the Rail Riders double the lead. 4-0, top half of the ninth inning here at McCoy. That capped the scoring, that capped the victory. Scranton Wilkes-Barre, a 4-0 win yesterday with Michael King getting his second straight win, three games back from that stress reaction in his right elbow. Yesterday, it was Michael King as our pregame guest, and that's where we began with him. We wanted to know, for King, who's worked his way back, he was the International League Pitcher of the Month, Player of the Month, for the month of August 2018, and didn't arrive to Scranton-Wilkes-Barre until August 2019, and that was the big question. First and foremost, what is it when a pitcher comes up with a stress reaction in his elbow? Nothing was wrong with the UCL, but where it connected to the bone, there was inflammation in the bone, Um, so that was the pain that I was feeling. where right at release when that UCL is getting stressed, there was something going on with the bone where it connected. Um, and that, that's, that's where I was feeling it. And it's one of those injuries where it's really tough to see even on an MRI. Um, so that's why I ended up having a setback um, where it looked 
okay on the MRI, good to go, but I still had to make sure that I felt okay. And after throwing for two or three weeks, I felt it again, so I had to shut down for two more months. So that's why it ended up being a long road. We see you back here in the month of August. It's where you dominated the International League last year, quite honestly. You were the pitcher of the month, the player of the month for the league last year. When you get out of a season like that, do you look back and you examine any of it and wonder, what do I need to do to replicate, to recreate, to do that exact same thing? Or do you accept the improvements you made and try to build upon it? It's definitely the latter. Um, There are times where I I would go back to games or outings or pitches that I knew I threw well to try to keep that um, in my mind so I could replicate it that way or the visualization of it was there. Um, But really it's just I, I try to improve something every year or even once I get that improvement I then move on to something else that I have to improve Um, so last year was a glove side fastball and I ended up getting it and I started kind of tinkering with my slider and because I had the setback and everything I wasn't able to really have a full throwing program with my slider Um, so now this is it's this year is my slider that I'm really trying to improve Um, it had some strides last year um, but this year I'm, I'm really trying to hone it in and hopefully I can get it by the end of the year so Basically, yes, I would like to have a, a similar outings as last year, but I'm going to constantly try to improve on, on different stuff to then make my whole repertoire better. You mentioned it there you, with the setback that you don't have the opportunity to work on things. What do you do during that time? Are you watching the Yankees? Are you watching Trenton or the Rail Riders? Are you playing video games? I mean, what can you physically do? What are you doing mentally to make sure that by the time you are ready to pitch, it's day one go? Yeah, uh, that's actually probably the hardest thing. And everyone says that the whole rehab process is a really tough mental, or I, I, tough mentally on you. Um, and for me, I took it to the extreme because I had no idea what caused the stress reaction because in my offseason throwing program wasn't anything more than I did last year. Um, so I stopped playing video games, stopped playing Fortnite. I stopped playing golf. Um, so really, for me, I, I watched a lot of TV. Um, I tried to stay active, tried to like do some stuff, but it, it, it was it was definitely tough. So the the months that I was shut down from throwing um, were definitely really really long days. But then once I started throwing, and you then kind of are setting goals for yourself when you're throwing bullpens, then you're throwing games. It started to get a little bit faster. The days went by quicker. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of improving stuff, it's good and bad because obviously I had um, some gaps in my throwing program where I wasn't able to work on stuff. But it gave me the opportunity to face lower level competition where I could gain confidence in those pitches um, where if I came here in AAA and was facing a really advanced competition trying to work on something is tough because I want to go out there and compete and then the results start start to get skewed and that's when my confidence gets lower so being down in Tampa or even rehabbing in Staten Island I was able to kind of work on those things and still be able to kind of get away with misses um, and keep my numbers where I would like them to be Talking with Mike King, Rail Riders starting pitcher. He started here September of last year, went six innings. The Rail Riders had the 5-1 victory. Got the start here again this series. How often have you been able to pitch in your home state or at least in this area? You know, coming up through the Marlins system, you get a little bit of that chance. Not quite this far north in the South Atlantic League. Lakewood doesn't quite make it this far. But, you know, how much do you get to pitch in front of 150 or 250 fans that know you, love you, remember you from whether it's high school or your Boston college days? Yeah, not not too, too, too often. But, I, I mean, what's great is I've been blessed to be on the East Coast at least. Um, I got buddies that I went to college with that are playing on the Mariners, and the furthest east they come is Arkansas or something. So I, 
my parents were able to come see me in Lakewood in the South Atlantic League. Um, when I was here in the New York Penn League, we got Lowell and Connecticut and stuff where there, there are still um, some teams close. Um, but, I mean, this, this is awesome. This is, this is where we played our high school state championships. Um, so I got great memories here in Pawtucket, um, and it's 20 minutes from home. So it's a great time to see all my buddies, see family that I haven't seen in so long. So I, I really love coming here. It's about 5,000 in attendance last year when you pitched in this park. I assume it was all just for you, right? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I don't think so. But I, I, I definitely had some, some friends there. Um, and it, that's, that's also fun. It gives me a little bit more pressure to do well. Um, and, and then it's just, it's just nice seeing everybody after the game and hearing them cheer for me and stuff. It's really nice. Oh, 11 strikeouts in your last start. Let's, let's surpass that. How about that? <laughs> I'm good. I've, I think I've hit that like three or four times as my career high, so I, I would definitely like to get 12 or 13. A big thanks to Michael for being our pregame guest yesterday, and thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. Scranton Wilkes-Barre's got a game tonight. They look for a third straight victory over Pawtucket. Pregame coverage at 635. First pitch at 7.05. You can catch all the action with Adam, Marco, and me on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino. G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.